Hi everyone, this is Ralph Russo from the AP. The coronavirus pandemic ranks among one of the most consequential stories ever covered by the Associated Press in its 170 year history. We've launched a new series as part of our Ground Game podcast, where I go inside the hard hit areas and all the places in between with the AP's global team of journalists as the world tries to stem the spread of the virus. What you're about to hear is an episode of that podcast. I encourage you to subscribe to Ground Game Inside the Outbreak on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Spain is approaching two weeks of its stay-at-home restrictions and store closings, but its infections and deaths keep rising. Doctors, nurses and ambulance drivers in Spain's worst-hit regions are working non-stop and falling ill at an alarming rate. I'm Julie Pace, Washington Bureau Chief for the Associated Press. And this is Ground Game. The coronavirus pandemic ranks among one of the most consequential stories ever covered by the Associated Press in its 170-year history. Here to take you inside the outbreak is AP's Ralph Russo. From the Associated Press, this is Inside the Outbreak. I'm Ralph Russo. Today is Wednesday, April 1st. My guest today on Inside the Outbreak is AP reporter Aritz Para, who is based in Madrid. Spain has had a massive spike in coronavirus deaths this week, with 864 recorded in one day. Officials are scrambling to respond as the country's healthcare system is being pushed to a breaking point. More than 13,000 healthcare workers have been infected in Spain. As of this recording, there have been more than 9,000 deaths in Spain, and what to do with the bodies is now becoming a challenge. As the number of cases soars in the United States and the president warns of six-figure death tolls, is this a forecast of what's coming here in the U.S.? Aritz Para is an AP reporter based in Madrid. Thank you so much for joining me today, Aritz. I know you're very, very busy these days. Thank you. And I'm very glad to be here with you. So Spain is quickly becoming, it seems like, the hottest spot for the coronavirus outbreak in Europe. Let's just start with what's the latest there uh, on the crisis. Well, um, yes, indeed. We are actually uh, the third country with most infections. And as you know, as you have been talking to many great reporters around the world, the figures are nothing that we can trust completely because it depends on many variables. And, And in Spain, particularly, authorities are not necessarily carrying out enough tests to figure out what's the extent of the outbreak. But what we have, that's the only thing that we can go with, is that we have over 100,000 cases. And that's very close to, we we just surpassed China in terms of the number of of infections. And uh, it's very likely that we, if we continue this way, we might take over Italy, a second country worst hit by the outbreak. And um, in terms of deaths, we have been pretty much recording more than 800 deaths per day for the past five days. Now, authorities here are saying that things are getting better, that the actual pace of the infections of the contagion is declining, and that we are very likely to see 
infections peaking very soon. But one day things go up, one day things look better, and then the next day they start to look uh, worse. So everybody's being very, very cautious about it. So government responses to the outbreak are being scrutinized all over the world. Uh, What has been the early assessment of Spain's response to the coronavirus? Well, there has been a lot of criticism to the government. And and that has to do with the fact that Spain wasn't the first country that was badly hit in Europe. Um, I mean, Spain had the experience of China and uh, many countries in Asia to learn from, but especially Spain had the the case and the experience of Italy dealing with the outbreak. Authorities here, the Spanish government says that they've been taking all measures gradually and listening to the advice of experts and the WHO. But one of the main points of criticism to the government has been the fact that just a few days before they announced the first lockdown, uh, which was a partial lockdown, the government authorized big mass gatherings to mark the Women's Day on, on March 8th. This is a left-wing government that has a, a very strong feminist agenda. And uh, the political opposition, especially conservative parties, have been criticizing the government for not taking those measures before in order not to not to alter the the marches uh, for Women's Day. That was perhaps uh, an anecdote, but in general, the government is seen as pretty much responding uh, late and and pretty much improvising in many ways. Uh, we are hearing one thing one day, and then like a couple of days later, the government does exactly the opposite. That has been the, the target of quite a lot of criticism. So there has been a lot of discussion, appropriately so, about hospitals being overwhelmed, being filled to capacity. Uh, But there are also concerns about what to do with the dead. What is being done in parts of Spain to deal with the bodies? Well, yes. I mean, you touched so many things there. (laughs) The the main issues in Spain, I would say, uh, I mean, there's so much, right? But the main issues that we have been paying attention to and that are a focus of concern are health workers, nursing homes, and as you said, also uh, the managing of the of the death of that amount of bodies. And, and it's a grim situation, but we have more than 9,000 people who have died so far because of of the virus or with the virus. Let's start with health workers and and situation in hospitals. I mean, they are completely overburdened. Um, It depends on the region because the outbreak is is hitting regions of Spain that are suffering it more than others. So the occupation of ICUs and and hospitals varies depending on on which region we're talking about. And, And that I believe is something that happens all over the world. But the main sort of like concern in in, in hospitals is also the fact that we have more than 13,000 medical workers infected. Um, these are doctors, nurses, and all kinds of other, other hospital workers who are really needed to do their jobs at this point, and instead of that, have to be home. Uh, and because we don't have enough test kits, um, a lot of them are are going undetected for days or even weeks while they are infecting colleagues, and 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 that's really one of the points where the government is is being criticized a lot. You were talking about deaths. The number 
of debts, particularly in, in areas like Madrid, the capital, and, and Barcelona, which is the, the second biggest city in the country, um, has made authorities having to like set up morgues in in the case of Madrid in a in an ice skating ring and and also in a in a former public building that had not been used for the past few years. So it's it's really a grim situation and and in nursing homes which have been particularly badly hit as as it has happened as well uh from what i know in the us and and in other european countries part of the problem has been the fact that funeral houses are so overwhelmed that they don't have time to pick up the bodies from nursing homes. So we are seeing situations in which bodies have been left for a day or even two days in nursing homes while awaiting for an ambulance uh, or, or for a funeral house to, to show up and, and take them away. And that's, that's obviously a very, very sad situation to start with, Grim, and also the health uh, perspective is also not the ideal situation, of course. Uh, it sounds like a, such a bleak situation. Let me get back to the hospitals for a second, because there's now reports of, of field hospitals, and we're seeing this here in New York with field hospitals uh, in parks and, and ballparks and athletic facilities. Uh, where are the hospitals being built and who is building them? And I guess the last part of that is, are they helping? Yes, um, they are. I mean, in Spain, we're seeing them being built in, uh, to start with, in hotels, which is being very helpful in terms of, I mean, this is not building a hotel. <laughs> it's it's taking a hotel that exists and, and because pretty much all hotels are closed at the moment, they are being uh, medicalized. Like basically they are being, rooms are being repurposed into, into hospital rooms. They are taking their, the patients that are in less serious conditions and they are usually being taken care of by students or like medic medical students or medical workers who retired and are, have been recalled back to work or doctors who are not necessarily involved in, in dealing with the coronavirus. So, but the idea behind that is that you take part of the load that we're seeing in hospitals and, and you take that to, to hotels so hospitals can focus on the most serious cases. Apart from that, there have been field hospitals uh, sort of repurposed or built in sports facilities, in libraries, and especially in exhibition centers. Uh, and there's a big one with more than 1,000 beds in the outskirts of Madrid in a big conference center where last year, I don't know if you if you remember, that's where they held the UN Climate Summit, so-called COP25. Um, so that's a facility that now is hosting more than 1,000 beds and including today, they just set up 16 intensive care units in that, in that place. In that case, it was built sort of like uh, put together by the regional authorities of Madrid and also the military. So the Spanish government has actually made use of the Spanish army and especially a division which is called the military emergency unit to carry out a lot of this work in field hospitals and also disinfecting nursing homes, for example. Last question for you, Aritz, and thank you again for doing this. Something more, a little more personal. And as a reporter, when did the enormity of this story 
sort of hit you? Well, um, to be frank, I think this is something that until we see it right before our eyes, we, we don't realize how bad it is. And I think that's what has happened with most Spaniards. And, and I think to reporters in general, we have been reading and, and seeing all the stories that were coming out of China and Italy. And even here in Spain, we started to see like the first sort of cases. And then it's not until you feel it closer to you until somebody, a friend of yours or or the father or mother of a friend of yours falls ill um, and is affected by this, that you see, oh, wow, this is, this is really serious. This could really change somebody's life overnight, right? So I, I have to say, even I think journalists, we we probably have not awakened to the seriousness of it until until we saw it before our eyes. So that was definitely the case with us. I mean, we were covering it very incrementally, but it wasn't until I would say like two weeks ago when when we started to see how even the government was telling us you should be working from home, when we took it like really, really seriously and we started devoting pretty much 24 hours of our day to, to the story. Aritz Para is a AP reporter reporting from Madrid. Thank you so much again for working me into what I know is a busy time, Aritz, and please stay healthy and good luck. Thank you so much, and same for you. That's it for this episode of Ground Game. We'll be here every step of the way during this extraordinary moment in American politics and American life, giving you all the news you need to know. Be sure to tell a friend about us, and please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Some of the details of our discussion may have changed by the time you hear this. For up-to-date developments on all of your news, head over to apnews.com. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 